0: Welcome to Bayou Business Download, a podcast from the Greater Houston Partnership, where we dive into the data and analytics influencing the region's economy. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd. I'm your host, AJ Mastretta, and I'm joined today by Patrick Jankowski, Senior Vice President of Research at The Partnership. In this episode, we're going to discuss the state of the global economy and its impact here in the Houston region. We'll touch on the breadth and depth of Houston's international business ties and what those mean as we work to recover from the pandemic-induced recession. Patrick, thanks for joining me today. Hey, Jay.
1: It's, it's always a pleasure. It's good to, good to see you again, and it's good to talk to you again.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. We had a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back in action. Patrick, as we start this conversation about global business and its impact on Houston, can we begin by by talking about what has clearly dominated the global conversation over the last 14 months, and that's... The coronavirus we're making headway with vaccines here in the u.s and in other countries around the world but that's not the case for everyone talk if you can about the virus's continued impact
1: well aj as of uh, late may when we gathered the data uh there were totaled over 33 million cases in the u.s cumulatively india had 26 million but india was quick to catch up on us brazil had 16 million it is the single most dominating factor affecting the economy or that has affected economy up to this point. The good thing is, is that we are starting to see uh, growth in spite of the coronavirus, but it's something that we're still having to deal with. When I, I throw that out, I, I started the saying that in the U.S. we had 33 million cases. I just kind of want to put that in perspective for our, our listeners. 33 million cases, that's like the combined population of Texas and Oklahoma that uh, uh, mm. comes up to around 33 million. So it's like as if everybody in Texas and Oklahoma had gotten the virus.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a huge factor when you think about just the enormity of how many folks have been affected by this.
1: Well, yeah, you have to put it in perspective. Now, I said 33 million for the US, there are uh, close to 170 million cases globally. Uh, of the coronavirus since it's got started. You know, to put that in perspective, the U.S. population is only 332 million. So that would be like if if half of the U.S. population had come down with the virus over the last 14 months.
0: And that's globally?
1: Yes, that's roughly 170 million global cases.
0: So Patrick, you know, you just did a a presentation earlier last month uh, talking about some of these issues around our global economy. When we produced this event, about this time last year, there were a number of predictions about how the pandemic would affect things like global employment and GDP. How did some of those predictions actually turn out? In other words, as we look a year later, what, what, came, what came to be? Well, this
1: time last year, if there was only one word I would use to describe the outlook, and that would have been uncertainty. We had not faced a pandemic like this since the, the, the late uh, 19 uh, teens back during the Spanish influenza. Mm. And we were trying to come up with forecasts as to just how severe this would be. Uh, if you look at the Asian development bank, uh, because they had studied the, the SARS virus that had occurred uh, earlier in the decade, they thought that it would see global GDP shrink by anywhere from six and a half to, to, to 9.7%. Uh, the Asian development bank was also looking at us losing close to 240 million full-time jobs. Uh, the World Trade Organization, they thought that trade would decrease anywhere from 13 to 32%. I don't know why they had such a wide range, but they thought that we would see a huge drop off of trade. And the United Nations Conference on Trade and Development, also known as UNCTAD, UNCTAD boy, that's kind of a mouthful to <laughs> say, uh, they thought that global investment would decline by 30 to 40%. What we saw one year later, it wasn't quite as severe a decline. The International Monetary Fund, they think that output only shrank by about 3.3%. So that's only about half of what they thought it would shrink. Mm. Shrank a little bit more in the advanced economies like the U.S. and and, and Europe and so forth. Uh, The emerging economies didn't shrink quite as bad. The International Labor Organization, though, we saw uh, a more severe loss in jobs. Uh, They did it on a full-time equivalent basis. Uh, You may hear it referred to as an FTE. They said it looks like we lost close to 255 million FTEs. That's yeah. a, a, over the 240 they predicted. Uh, the World Trade Organization, though, know, I think their forecast is probably one that was off the most. You know, they thought would decline between 13 and 32%, and World Trade only declined by 5.3%. Now, probably what happened with the, the decline was, I think, early on in the pandemic, in the second quarter and maybe the beginning of the third quarter, we did see a significant drop off in trade. But as the economy began to reopen, and as people started buying things, I mean, there's uh, all this discussion that we couldn't go to restaurants, so we bought things. I think that's what uh, had trade offset what was going on elsewhere in the economy.
0: Yeah, you and I talked about this some months ago, that a lot of folks being unable to travel, being unable to have experiences, turned to things like uh Amazon, right, and and bought bought things in order to make themselves, you know, to, to use some money or to 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 have some sense of uh, of normalcy. So they they turned to kind of nesting, if you will, and improving their homes, making making purchases. Not
1: just improving their homes. If you look at it, I can remember it was very hard to find puzzles, <laughs> very hard to find certain board games. No, we couldn't go out. So what do we do? We worked puzzles. We played board games with our family. It was uh, the recession. This one was characterized by people purchasing things, but not going out to do things.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, thanks to key elements like our port, our geographic location, our diversity among others, Houston has long been a hotspot for foreign direct investment. That is companies, foreign companies establishing operations here domestically. How was that impacted by the pandemic?
1: And in a slow year, we might have 30 foreign firms open up an office in Houston and a good year. We've had years where we've had 70 to 80 firms open up offices in Houston, foreign owned firms last year, we only had 11. Mm. So it was the worst year. Since the partnership has been tracking the data, it was the worst year on record for foreign direct investment. Also, you might hear people refer to it as FDI, but it was the worst year for FDI on record.
0: Got it. And so do we think that that's something that will improve quickly? Uh, In other words, as we emerge from the recession and, and the pandemic, that companies looking to establish operations in the US foreign companies looking to do so, will look again to Houston? Or do we think that that could, could linger a while?
1: No, it, it's going to pick up. There are a number of factors that come into play affecting FDI. One of the big ones was just lack of air travel. Uh, it's mm. real hard to make an investment in a country if you can't travel to that country and look to see, this is where I'm going to site my facility, or I'm here in this region. I like the region. I feel comfortable here. I'm going to invest in the region. So if the fact that air travel is slowly returning will help the other is when, when you're in a recession and you're worried about just survival of your company, how do you keep the doors open? Uh, you're not going to be making any investments. You're going to be t- trying to hold on to all the capital possible. And if you get a loan for the bank, the loan for the bank is going to be operating capital, most likely not to make an investment. So now that we're seeing the economy open back up you're going and, and the economy expanding, you are going to see more foreign direct investment in Houston.
0: So turning now to trade, how did trade, specifically exports from Houston, fare during the pandemic? And did it diminish Houston's standing as a leading export metro in the U.S.?
1: Okay, there are all different ways you track trade, but one of my favorites is something called Origin and Movement Series. And that's uh, goods and commodities which begin their export journey from a specific zip code. And the U.S. International Trade Administration has actually gone and looked at all the major metropolitan areas and find out how much they export. Uh, Houston's exports actually fell last year, this Origin of Movement series, by about 18%. Mm. Even though we fell by 18%, we still led the nation in exports. Our exports, normally we would have exported uh, over $120 billion worth of goods and commodities. We only exported about 104. But uh, that 104, that's still well ahead of New York. New York was the second-ranked one. They only exported about $76 Los Angeles only 50 billion and in our and our little sister to the north Dallas they only exported 35 billion last year so our exports were three times Dallas's uh, in the middle of a recession
0: Got it so Houston continues to to lead the nation on exports despite the fact that we fell as you said 18% Houston
1: for for 8 of the last 10 years Houston has led the nation and exports, and it led it again last year. Texas is the leading exporting state, and Texas accounts for forty-two. Uh, Houston accounts for forty-two percent of all the exports that, that come out of Texas. So we are definitely a, a an export-oriented metropolitan area.
0: So Patrick, we have uh, in this report that we produced uh, last month uh, a look at some of our leading trade partners around the world. What does the forecast look like for Houston's top trading partners? When we look at that list of those that we do business with around the world most frequently, what does the, the outlook look like for them?
1: Well, let me just rattle off who some of the top trading partners are. Uh, last year, this is uh, it was China last year, and then Brazil, Mexico, Netherlands, Japan, India, South Korea, the UK, Taiwan, and Singapore. Uh, those are the top 10. If you look at the, what the International Monetary Fund is forecasting, they're forecasting strong growth for every one of those, uh, those countries, not just this year, but also next year. Mm. Uh, we're, we're looking at double-digit growth in India. We're only looking at growth this year of about 8% in China, but that's still really healthy. What's interesting, though, we did see Mexico. Mexico had always been our number one or number two, but it actually slipped to number three because some of the struggles that they're having down there.
0: Patrick you know you've talked uh, at length previously about the fact that global trade or the global economy if you will is a big part of our economy here in in Houston just as much as things like energy and the national economy of the US so overall what do you expect for global growth and Houston's trajectory as a result over the next year or two years
1: okay uh, i'm going to be quoting some data from the International Monetary Fund, uh, they're projecting the global economy to grow 6% this year and 4.4% next year. And that's great for Houston, because as you touched upon, there are three things that drive Houston's economy. One is the U.S. economy. Uh, you know, we, Yes, we're proud Houstonians. We hate to admit it, but Houston is part of the U.S. <laughs> so when the U.S. does well, Houston does well. The other is oil and gas. Everyone knows that's been struggling, but I think at this point, oil and gas isn't struggling anymore, but it's just kind of flat. And so it's not going to be a drag on the economy. But it's so important that global growth is picking up. And that's going to really help lift Houston up. We are most likely going to see a a surge in hiring and a surge in growth in the second half of this year. There was a study that was done by the Brookings Institution a few years back, and they said 17.3% of our GDP is tied to exports. And that study is about three years old. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to 20 now. You add in what we import and then manufacture and manipulate and then re-export, it it enters U.S. commerce somehow, easily probably a third of our economy is tied to global trade. So the fact that the global economy is picking up just bodes very well for Houston. We're going to start to see really strong growth from now to the
0: end of the year. Got it. Patrick, you mentioned the importance of oil and gas on the local economy. What do you see ahead for, for oil and gas?
1: Well- Oil and gas is is not going to be the driver of the economy that it was in the past. The good thing, though, is that we're seeing oil prices now saying consistently about $60 a barrel. So what that's done is it's taken a lot of the financial pressure off the oil and gas firms to lay off workers. There'll still be maybe a few, but it seems like uh, with oil prices where they are, the energy industry is stabilized. You've seen OPEC make announcements that they're going to be gradually releasing production to the market. So I'd like to think the worst is over for the oil and gas industry.
0: That's uh, obviously very good news. Patrick, thanks for joining me for this conversation today.
1: AJ, it's always a pleasure. I look forward to getting back on schedule. Now that my leg is is healing, for those of you who don't know who's out there, I had broke my leg and it kind of put me out of commission for a while, but uh, I'm healing now so I can get back to work and share some insights.
0: We're all very, very happy to hear that. And that's it for this episode of the Value Business Download. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. You can do so via your favorite podcasting platform or by visiting the podcast page at houston.org. You'll also find links to recent data and news updates, including the latest global economy analysis from Patrick and his team. Thanks again for listening to Bayou Business Download.